You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back here at Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. We're going through the mock drafts, and we're going to go through both of them in this segment. So we're going to keep it tight, which, you know, I always try to pretend that's what we're going to do, but then I lie. But we're going to try to do it. So we're going to start here. So for some reason, Steve decided not to put the teams that are drafting Brilliant. on his mock. So I'm going to have to go through that as we go. But we're going to get through it together. Right, Steve? Yeah, that was just me being a Dumas of copy and pasting from, like I said, the pro football focus simulator. And for whatever reason, they didn't put the team names in next to them. And I was just a lazy, uh, you know what, and did not put any names when I submitted them to you. Simulator. Did did recognize the problem. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. So Bears pick number one. They take Jalen Carter out of Georgia. Interesting because (laughs) – you kind of have the Bears at the top, and you wonder what they're going to do with Justin Fields. Are they going to stick with Justin Fields and build around him? Are they going to pick at number one and take Jalen Carter? Are they going to trade out? I think if you're the Bears, picking at one would probably be the most inefficient way to use that pick because you can pick up a ton of assets if you trade back with like the Colts. You could pick a ton of pick up a ton of assets if you trade Justin Fields and then take Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud at number one. But just picking Jalen Carter out of Georgia is kind of crazy to me when you could probably pick him at number four, right? Like, regardless of what you got from the Colts, (laughs) because I'm pretty sure, you know, I guess maybe the Cardinals at number three might take him. In this draft, they took Will Anderson. They're obviously not in the quarterback market, but I thought that was an interesting interesting way to start off this draft because it means that the Colts actually get to draft their quarterback at pick four, and that's Will Levis out of Kentucky. So you got through the top four picks, and you have not seen C.J. Stroud. I was definitely surprised when you w- watch on how far Stroud actually goes down in this. Uh, you, like you're seeing right now, Anthony Richardson goes ahead of him. Yes, the Raiders take <laughs> Anthony Richardson, in this which kind of seems like a fitting pick right there. Well, it's it's interesting. It's gonna <laughs> and, and it's gonna be interesting when you see how this kind of went in my draft um, because these were both PFF, and they went completely differently. Wow. Okay. I would be surprised if like Anthony Richardson to the Raiders feels like an Al Davis pick. Yes. Because it's like, Oh, we ran a fast 40, get him in, you know? But yeah. So you're, you're into the pick eight, pick nine. You still have not seen CJ Stroud, man, pick 12. You have the Texans. That's Brian Brzee. He's a guy who I think a lot of people have mocked to the saints. We talked about this on Tuesday and I, and, you know, same with the next guy, Kalijah Kansi. Like defensive tackle is a position that I think the Saints could go after. 
And so both these guys are off the board here. So that kind of limits what you might be able to do at, at 29. Foreshadowing of what to come. Very good, Jeff. I know you haven't even looked at this yet. I know this is a surprise. I have not, I should tell you, I have not gone through this. This is the first time I am seeing it. And I, I was actually considering whether I should go in and add the teams, but then that would have ruined the surprise. <laughs> so there you have it. CJ Stroud drops Finally. all the way to the Patriots at pick 14. That's an interesting pick to me. Like that would really complicate like the the mood around Mac Jones. Because you're already yeah. kind of questioning whether how how committed the Patriots are to Mac Jones. No, exactly. And I know there's been reports that have come out saying they're committed to Mac Jones for next season. But um, yeah, this this would kind of make things a lot more murkier up in New England. Another wide receiver going off to the Commanders. Jordan Addison, that, that would give them one heck of a wide receiver core. Uh, Miles Murphy, Broderick Jones. Okay, there's the Ohio State receiver, which you always have to watch for the Saints. Jackson <laughs> Smith and Jigba. Going to the Seahawks. Yeah, getting some more weapons for Geno. Well, maybe. Maybe Geno. Right. You would think – I mean, that seems like the most likely thing to happen for him since for the first time ever in his career, he finally has some success. You'd think they'd want to build on that there. But that's you know remains to be seen, obviously, as he is a free agent. Yeah, and they didn't go – in this draft, they are committed to Geno Smith. Yes. Because they had the, the ability to take an Anthony Richardson or a CJ Stroud and they passed. So in this reality, you're, you're looking at it. But I do think it's interesting. And it's Luke here points out, like, I do think there's one more quarterback than there are slots for people in for teams interested in quarterbacks in the top 10. Right. So if you put Anthony Richardson there, then that means one of the other guys is going to get out. Right. And that's the case here. So, like, that's where, you know, and we'll, I have, this is kind of in my mock where we kind of go into this, but I think it's a good point. Okay, Zay Flowers. So, it's been a pretty heavy wide receiver first round because you've already had Quentin Johnson. You've already had Jordan Addison, and now you have Zay Flowers. Okay, we're to, up to pick 23. Dalton Kincaid. It's an interesting one. I, I think the Saints are going to be looking at tight end in this draft. I thought that was kind of early, but, I mean, it is it is what it is here when you're doing a simulator. Then you have Nolan Smith going to – the Giants, Andre Carter to the Cowboys, Luke Musgrave going to the Bills, B. John Robinson going to the Bengals right before the Saints. So these are some these are some frustrating picks. If you are someone who wants to see the Saints pick up a tight end, pick up a running back, because these are the two that are probably the most um, explosive. I was actually happy that Bijan went off the board right before I did pick because I would definitely be tempted to go running back in the first round if he was around just because it is such a glaring need on this team too right now. Yeah. All right. So pick 29. It's even highlighted in yellow. You want to well, I, figured, I figured I'd try to do something nice instead of putting no names next to anything for you. Dun, dun, dun. There it is. Why did you go with Mozzie? I uh, just felt that the... Position is definitely something that I need to address for this team. It's one of the biggest glaring issues and the fact that, unfortunately, so many of the interior defensive guys went off that board early. He was kind of uh, left there for me. I didn't – I was tempted maybe to wait uh, for the guy from Baylor, but 
Uh, Mozzie just, I think, is this huge, massive load of a run stuffer. Um, I haven't seen enough of that pass rush ability yet, but to me, I think he's a guy that has longevity at the position uh, that I think he could be a productive guy for years to come in the NFL. Yeah, I think you just you need to you need bodies there. Like that's what's frustrating me the last few years. You just haven't added any, added anybody, right? Like I mean, Jordan Jackson in the sixth round. <laughs> you know, like you gotta you gotta get some some like stud bodies in there. Um, yeah, and then so you have Michael Mayer tight end going at the end of the first round to the Chiefs, and uh, yeah, I think that's interesting. Now we're gonna go quicker here because the second round, right? Just kind of go through them. Nathaniel Dell is interesting to me. He's a guy who I thought stood out at the Senior Bowl. Um, like he he was unguardable. Um, going down, do, 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 do. one guy I don't think we've seen is Osiris Torrance yet. Correct me if I'm wrong. Hmm, I wonder what could be coming at pick number 40. <laughs> so up to 36, you have the BJ Ojolari, Ed Rush at LSU, Josh Downs at North Carolina. Da, da, da. Okay, you got the quarterback, the kind of confusing quarterback, the Panthers end up going with Tanner McKee out of Stanford. That's an interesting pick because if the Saints do really get interested in Tanner McKee, and he goes a pick before them to the Panthers. That would be frustrating. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't see that happening. Pick forty. As I, I, I have successfully spoiled this pick for you. You want to announce it? No, that's brilliant. I think I, you're, you're doing pretty well. You, we mentioned the interior defensive line early on, and now Osiris Torrance. Uh, obviously, huge need for, need for this Saints team again. And just think that you're looking at a guy, you know, great length, big time mass. Uh, We've seen him go from the Sun Belt to the SEC, still have success. And I just think it's a, a good fit on a team that's trying to build back this the the strength on the offense, which is that which is that O-line. You pair that up with what you already have. And I think, you know, build starting to get a new influx of talent there. Uh Osiris, though, I just can, can I think is one of those guys that's gonna be hard to move once he's you know set and planted kind of anywhere. And he was at the Senior Bowl, so there you go. Made, There's that link. Match as made well. in Mobile. All right, we're gonna go through these next ones pretty quickly here. Uh, I'm just gonna stop him. Daywan Jones is really interesting to me. He's a guy who I swear, like I've seen him in the top ten of mocks, <laughs> but then I see him in like the third round, and it's like there. It's it's wild to me how how vastly different the valuations on him are. I do think you're gonna end up being able to get him in the second round. Unless he goes and he blows up the combine, which he very well might. He's a giant. He can block out the sun, I think. No, uh, you, you mentioned that too. It's like depending on different mock drafts. And obviously, uh, we have Brian Cavett in the comments saying Torrance won't be there at that spot in the second round. I totally agree, but I could not. Good, I, I, would, I was surprised that he was still there. But, um, you know, there's going to be a lot that changes over the next month it, in terms exactly. of evaluations. And, you know, and also, interior linemen, especially interior offensive linemen, you know, it's it's usually, you know, in the top of the second round, that's where you start to see them go because you're starting to draft at the top of positions that are not going at the like this was a wide receiver heavy first round, right? This is a quarterback heavy first round. That wasn't the case last year. So, you know, that kind of shifts a little bit. No, and he was definitely Actually, somebody, I take it back. It was a wide receiver heavy first round last year. It was not a quarterback heavy first round last year. Torrance was definitely someone I considered at 29 before taking um Mazzy. Okay, we're just going through here. 
John Michael Schmitz, he's an interesting guy. Kayshawn Booty going to the Dolphins at 52. Um, that's 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 an interesting pick for them. That's a really intriguing wide receiver core with Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, and then Booty. You got, got a Waddle and Booty. Um, what are the <laughs> odds they say his name correctly on draft night? No, you're going to hear it pronounced so many different ways with di- different emphases and, you know, different uh, emphases. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how many people completely butcher it too, though. Yeah. Like I, w- I would be surprised if we hear booty at all. Um, but Hey, booty, booty. <laughs> all right. This, this is a surprise to me that he dropped yes, this far. Absolutely. Siaki Ika, Jamar Gibbs. It's another one. Like I think, as you get to this point in the draft, running back starts to get really intriguing. And it's just going to be like a, oh, how tempted are you to go to reach for a running back in the second round or in the third round when he might be there in the fourth round and you might be able to get better value? I think that's where you have to start asking that question. Uh, another former LSU kid, Eli Ricks. Isaiah Foskey is an interesting edge rusher prospect, I think. There's another running back, Zach Charbonnet. Yep. Jalen Hyatt. Hendon Hooker's best friend. All right, we're getting close here. Pick 69, Derek Hall, Edge, Auburn. Okay, well, you got it. Pick 71, Steve. I I ran to the podium to select two-lane running back, Tajay Spears. The practice player of the week. Big-time homer pick right there, but I do think, obviously, with it being – a uh, pretty significant need for the Saints and what we've seen in his development over the years, especially this past season, this breakout year at Tulane, it was really hard not to add him to this to the to the Saints roster. So I, I've successfully guessed both of your picks. I didn't, <laughs> um, I didn't want to spoil that one, though. But yeah, it made sense. See, we can go through the rest of them to see who went. So Hendon Hooker did go in the third round. Right. So that's 75. I have to cross-reference this with my list of the actual picks. So that's the Falcons. So Hendon Hooker ended up on the Falcons in this mock draft, which is to be the second consecutive season <laughs> they, <laughs> they they took a quarterback in the third round. So you would have Hendon Hooker backing up Desmond Ritter, and they're both backing up Lamar? I, I don't know. Uh, that, 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 was, that was definitely, obviously, you know, Hooker and Spears were in my radar with that pick, but I wanted to go with the the proven guy that was not injured in this case. Yeah. So these three picks are interesting to me. I think all three of them are potential Saints prospects. I went too far. So that's Chris Smith out of Georgia safety, Jordan Battle out of Alabama safety, and Darnell Washington tight end out of Georgia. And they all went back to back to back yeah. here. So like, like if Darnell these are guys you're looking at in the three, third round, you know, this is where you'd probably have to get aggressive at, at 70 to, to go get them. But so yeah, those three picks. You have Mozzie Smith, the defensive tackle out of Michigan. You have Osiris Torrance, the guard out of Florida. Right. And you have Tajay Spears, the running back out of Tulane. I think if that was the haul in the draft, I think Saints fans would be happy. I would hope so. I think there'd be questions, I think, in round one because I was even questioning myself with the Mozzie Smith pick. Other than that, though, I'm a lot more confident in my, my second and third rounders. Yeah, I don't know enough about about Mozzie. Um, right. I didn't get to watch enough Michigan games. He's a guy I'm interested to see more at the combine. Um, but yeah, I mean, rush is the only thing that bothers me. 
Yeah. And, and I think just from a, from a concept of like, you are trying to bulk up the defensive interior. So yes. it, looking at the prospects in that, we're going to make sense. You do need a running back. This is a very much a need based draft. Other than I would say Osiris, maybe not be the biggest need, but he was just a steal at 40, I think. Um, and so that makes sense. And like, you're just banking on, okay, we don't have to worry about Anders Pete every year. Yeah. It was surprising. I think, I think my two draft picks from PFF, they gave me B minuses. And then for the ta the Tajay Spears, they gave me a D minus. Wow. Yeah. I was surprised. I, they felt that was a reach. So this is my version of the mock draft. Wow. Which, look how nice and clean it looks. I know. You can see the names, <laughs> the teams that drafted them. Isn't this nice? It should be a little quicker to go through it. <laughs> All right, so again, same same situation here. You have Jalen Carter going number one. You have the Bears sticking there. Now, keep in mind, we're not doing trades in this mock draft. So right. this is kind of like the situation. If they stay there, that's who they're going to pick. And I, I have tend to agree with it. But you see the, the quarterbacks go differently here. You still have Bryce Young at number two. You still have Devin Witherspoon at number three. But C.J. Stroud ends up going number four. So you're already seeing kind of this shift in how the quarterbacks are shaping up in this version of the mock draft. Then you have Will Levis going to the Raiders instead of Anthony Richardson. So you start right. to see that that kind of start to drop down. Kalijah Kansi goes here, another guy who I think the Saints would be interested in if he dropped. And this is where you kind of get interesting because I think if you do get past the Panthers at number nine and they don't take a quarterback, I'm not sure you're going to see another one of these teams get really aggressive for a quarterback in the first round, right? Like the Jets, I, I think they're all in on Derek Carr. The Patriots, I don't think they're going to want to draft behind Mac Jones. I think they're going to want to figure out that scenario before they go with another first-round pick at quarterback, whatever it ends up being. Uh, the Packers, they already have a queer, weird quarterback situation. <laughs> the Commanders, maybe, but I think they have more holes to fill. You have Steelers, you have Jackson Smith and Jigba. Brian Brzee goes to the Bucks, which I would be disappointed if that happened because I think he's going to be really obnoxious person to play for a long time. Yeah, it's kind of when Vita, Vita Vea went to the Bucks. I was pissed off about that one. Yeah, and then you're going down, you're going down. So you see Dalton Kincaid going about the same spot, Joey Porter Jr. going about the same spot, Zay Flowers, another wide receiver, and you're getting down. Giants taking Michael Mayer, and look at that. Would you look who's available? Anthony Richardson, quarterback out of Florida. And so I felt obligated to make this pick because when we're, we're going through the quarterback options, when we're going through the mock drafts, I've been pretty consistent in saying that I think he's going to fall through the combine and this idea that he's a top 10 pick, I think is going to, is going to start to, it's going to start to sink. And once you get out of the top 10, I think it's, there's a, there's a, there's a tendency to start free falling there as a quarterback. We saw it with Aaron Rodgers, right? And I think this would be the perfect place for the saints to get him. And maybe, you know, it, it's tough because you're like, Oh, who might, who might take him? Maybe you do have to trade up to 22 and get ahead of the Ravens if they are intending to move on from Lamar Jackson. This might be a perfect pick for them to kind of reset at the quarterback position. So maybe you can get up there and jump them like the Chiefs did to the Saints back in 2017. Who knows? Either way, I like that pick. If I can get Anthony Richardson at 30, I feel real good about it. As I have my the guys who were tempted here, Osiris Torrance. Yeah. And Mozzie Smith, two of the guys you drafted, I was tempted to take here. I didn't. Bijan Robinson was available. He was not in yours. I did pass on him. But, you know, all of those guys were interesting. And you'd see Osiris Torrance goes with the next pick. Yeah. So, like, 
I think this is a more realistic landing spot for Osiris. I think he's going to be a first rounder. And he's a guy who, if Anthony Richardson was not available here, I'm taking Osiris at, at this spot. And, and I'm happy about it. Yeah, I think we've mentioned it before. While it might not be the sexiest pick that Saints fans are going to get all excited about, offensive line has been, you know, pretty good to the to the black and gold in the drafts. Yep, I agree. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So yeah, here's Mozzie Smith. So he didn't get too far past where you picked him. Like this is about, if you're going to try to get him, this is where you could get him. I don't think he's going to be available at 40, maybe. Um, Tanner McKee, running back. I'm sorry, quarterback. B. John Robinson. So these are all guys who are interesting options for the Saints. They probably would have to take him at 29 if they wanted to get him, if they wanted to guarantee they got him. Yeah, I joked and, with you yesterday, the other day when we were doing these mock drafts, and I'm every time I'm I'm doing a simulation, Tanner McGee is popping up for me for the Saints. Yeah, I I, I don't know enough about him, and and right. I think how he's how he handles his his combine is gonna is gonna be a big thing for him. Okay, so we are getting to. These Saints, and keep in mind, I have the Dolphins in there, so they're technically drafting at 41. It's the 40th player taken. And another guy we talked about, there's yeah. Siaki Ika out of Baylor. PFF dinged me very hard on this pick because huh. they, they saw this as a reach, and maybe it is. I think PFF has him a little lower than reality would be on draft day. And this fills that need that I wasn't able to address in the first round. And I really think you have to do something at defensive tackle. I don't know if you can get out of day two of the draft without bringing in a defensive tackle. Um, the guys who I was tempted by, Nathaniel Dell, who I mentioned in, when we were going through yours, he was unguardable at the senior bowl. He really impressed me. I just don't, it's tough for me to imagine the Saints taking a wide receiver in the second round this year. Daywan Jones, offensive tackle out of Ohio State. Obviously, the Saints are big on Ohio State, always. And then Jamar Gibbs, running back Alabama. I wasn't ready to take a running back at this point. And Daywan Jones, like, I really like Daywan Jones. I don't know if he, he – it's it's tough. You're going to load up on tackles, and you really need to establish the interior line, and you just drafted a lot. I, I don't know. Like, he's, he's a little bit of a project, and – I don't know where you would get him on the field. And so that's what kind of kept me away from him. But as you can see, again, the guy I was like tempted to take was drafted the pick after me. So if this happened in real life, like I'm even as this fake mock draft happens, I'm disappointed I didn't take Daywan Jones. So if this happened in real life, I would not be surprised if the Saints ended up with Daywan Jones. The um something you mentioned too earlier when you looked at my draft, very much a a need draft, and that was totally dead on because I even looked at it as wow I I completely threw the Saints philosophy of best player on the board available when I was drafting and really really did focus on key needs for the team other rather than the best player available yeah so this is why I, I queued up this comment before from uh, praise God here is uh they they successfully picked the two picks that I that I made <laughs> we're talking about Anthony Richardson at 29 
Okay. And Siaki at uh, at forty one. Um, there's Nathaniel Dell, the guy I was the wide receiver I was talking about. I, I was surprised he actually did go. Like I thought it would be a reach to try to land him in the second round, but you know, at least according to this mock, it's a it's a good spot for him. Keishan Boots Booty. Uh, I see I, I say his <laughs> name wrong even when I'm not trying to. There's Jamar Gibbs. It has you second guessing yourself some far, sometimes instead of just saying it. And so we're going around three here. There's Eli Ricks, Jalen Hyatt. Again, we're in a situation where Hendon Hooker has not gone yet, right? So right. if you're thinking about waiting until the third round to get a quarterback, the mock draft powers that be agree with you in terms of Hendon Hooker will be available when the Saints pick at 70. In this case, I've already gotten Anthony Richardson, so I'm not even considering it. But what I am considering is one of the things that Dennis Allen said after the season that I found interesting was this team just didn't have a contested catch guy last year, right? Like you didn't have a guy who third down, you just need to pick up five yards. You're just going to throw it to him because you know he can box somebody out. Just go and get it. It's what you had in Michael Thomas for so many years and you just didn't have it. Like Chris Olave is a great wide receiver, but he's just not big enough to be that reliable contested catch possession receiver. Like he'll get open, but there are times where it's like, okay, you didn't get open, but I'm going to throw you the ball and you're going to have to go catch it. And that's where I think with this pick, Darnell Washington, the gigantic tight end out of Georgia, who I think is a steal in the third round. And the reason he's there at all is because he wasn't even the best tight end on his own team. And that's not his fault. It's just the fact that Brock Bowers exists. But this guy, you watch him, you watch him move around at his size and I mean, uh, he, how, do you, how do you guard that guy? It's the exact thing the Saints really wished they had last year in terms of like, you just need somebody who is going to be able to, like, you didn't need to get open. You can throw him the ball. He can box somebody out. If he gets a safety on him, it's over. And you brought in Clancy Barone, a guy who has a history of working with, you know, these really intriguing, big-bodied tight ends. You already have a quality move tight end in Juwan Johnson. I think you're going to bring back I think Adam Troutman is a project that has not worked. He can still be a blocking tight end. And you're bringing in a guy who you bring, you brought in your quarterback of the future and you're bringing in an elite tight end weapon that you can pair with him for a long time and also works really well in the power run game because he's huge. And he yeah, I was going to say, I believe he's a pretty good blocker too. So he's not just your, you know, offensive weapon. Right. He's easy to get on the field in a lot of ways. Right. And I, to me, this is this is a very, very productive offensive pick right now and for years to come. And so that's where that's why I landed with it. The guys who I was tempted, I was really tempted to go with a running back here. Yeah. As you can see, like uh, Devin A-Chain, Tajay Spears, and Evan Hull are all really high on my list. But I just felt like I could get them in the fourth round, but I was not going to be able to get a guy like Darnell in the fourth round. Keanu Benton, realistically... I, I don't really care that much about Keanu Benton. This is more of a that he's the top defensive tackle on the board for me. Yeah. And so whoever the top defensive tackle on my board is, I'm considering it because I think I might double down on that position this year if the right name is available. So it's really just a question. Jaden Reed is another wide receiver. He's a guy who really stood out to me at the combine. And then Chris Smith is a guy who I thought was a really good kind of center fielder type safety that I think would benefit the Saints. 
No, Keanu um, Benton's definitely a one I'm, I'm intrigued by, too. And it's curious to know, obviously, you know, these mock drafts, we anyone's guess, but I just can't imagine him being a guy that lasts the third round. But I I, I don't know. Chris Smith? Uh, Keanu Benton. Oh, yeah. Right. And that's why, like, I, I'm not really ranking the defensive tackles at this point. Yeah. He was the top defensive tackle available, so that's why he's a guy I'm tempted by. But it would really depend on, so if you're the Saints and you have a second-round grade on a defensive tackle and he is available, then you probably go for him. I don't know who that is, right? So it's more of a concept pick for me. But as you can see, Hendon Hooker ends up on the Patriots. The, the They picked C.J. Stroud in yours. So in this one, they picked Hendon Hooker. So PFF really thinks the Saints are going to be looking, I mean, the Patriots are going to be looking at a quarterback. Um, well, there goes Chris Smith. They're, they're, they had a lot of problems, obviously, this year. And, you know, that doubt about Mac, Mac Jones came about for a reason. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It did not work out the way they were hoping this year. I mean, there's um, Jaden Reed. I want to Shane. Who, who was the other guy that was? Oh, was, uh, Billy Zapp. Bailey Zappy. Ba- Bailey Zappy was a guy taking snaps because uh, Mac Jones was struggling over there. Like Billy Zane there. <laughs> yes, exactly. And here's another one I found interesting. This is Drew Sanders, linebacker at Arkansas. is going to the Giants at the 90th pick. He's a guy who, in multiple mock drafts that we that we surveyed, went to the Saints at 29. Wow. So like, there's it's a pretty pretty wild. Like I mentioned with Daywan Jones, like there's a few guys in this draft where there's a really wide range of where they might go. And it was you saw that with a guy like Zach Bond um, when the Saints ended up getting him in the third round in 2020. And like he was projected as a first round pick in some places, but then the Saints ended up being able to just grab him as a flyer in the third round. And it seems like Drew Sanders is kind of getting that treatment here. Well, it seems like teams knew what they were talking about with Zach Bone. Unfortunately, we still right. haven't. Sometimes still guys haven't fall seen, for good reason, right? Yeah, we still haven't seen him do much ex- uh, besides special teams. There's Dorian Williams, uh, who I think is going to be a very good player as well, um, linebacker out of Tulane, yeah. and that's the end. So. Guys that are still on the board, Tajay Spears, Evan Hall. So if I'm still trying to add that running back, there's a pretty good chance I'll be able to get him in the fourth round. And so that gamble, I think, kind of paid off for me. And I'm still able to get Darnell Washington in the third. So I think that's probably, you know, like as much as I'd like to see the Saints go running back on day two, there's so many intriguing names on the board that I think it would make sense for them to prioritize that more early in day three in the fourth or fifth round. Um, Because like, again, you know, unless there's an early run on running backs, there's a good chance you can still get a Tajay Spears in the fourth round. Yeah. That's, that's a great point there because you feel like the running back position is definitely a lot easier to fill than (laughs) defensive tackle or anything in the secondary. The saints have had success in the past with undrafted guys, but uh, besides going, to the NFL draft. This team's definitely going to have to address it with a veteran free agent too, I think. I agree. You're going to have to figure something out. And so, yeah. If you're not able to draft a guy that you feel comfortable start like playing significant snaps and more importantly that you feel comfortable as a pass protector in his rookie season, then it's going to be more complicated for you and you're going to have to bring in a guy like a David Johnson or a veteran, maybe even Mark Ingram if he's if he's back healthy. Well, um, I, I just, I just think, yeah, you, you're going to need need even a more elite veteran than we've we've had in the past too, just because of the Camara situation. 
I agree. Uh, one, one interesting thing here is 38th pick, the Seahawks took Bijan Robinson. So it's like they're just loading up on running backs. And maybe they do. Maybe they're just like, hey, we have a two-headed monster with Kenneth Walker and Bijan Robinson and Rashad Penny. Who knows? I thought that was kind of interesting. I did think the way that this PFF kind of did their mock drafts is interesting. I think, you know, we can come up with some ways to, because we're going to keep doing mock drafts and this is the first run of it. And so we're kind of learning on the fly here, but I think we can find some more productive ways to put these mock drafts out there. But um, that's, that's the list. Yeah. I don't, and for anybody doing mock drafts, I don't know how you go about, doing a trade although i was definitely interested in in pulling one off but it's it doesn't seem like it makes much point to do that when you're just doing a a, the draft simulator it's It's, not like i'm playing madden you're just guessing you're guessing it's like yeah yeah, i I did a mock draft where i just accepted every trade back option (laughs) and i ended up like 37 fourth round picks right yeah Yeah. like oh i don't think it's just do this so my what i think for the next one is instead of both of us doing our own mock, we will do one consistent mock, like a where the only things that are different are our picks. Oh, so okay, like I we're picking you. up the same board, and like we'll still end up with different picks probably. But I think that'll be a good way to do it rather than trying to like associate each one. But there you have it; those are the picks, and uh, there'll be a post up on WWL that breaks down the whole draft order and whatnot tomorrow so if you want to go check all this out if you're listening to it on the podcast and you want to get a look at it feel free to go check that out i'll tweet it out in the morning once the podcast goes live and uh, you can find that on wwl.com but that's it anything else you want to add steve no yeah screenshot it send it to cold takes whenever the uh, the picks come out i think freezing cold takes would be like overloaded if they just tried to do anything <laughs> mock draft tried to keep up with mock draft right yeah mock draft season is it's <laughs> it's already freezing cold already all right, that's the end of that segment. We're going to come back. We're going to do a mailbag. We're going to keep it on the short side because we've been going for a while here. Keep it locked on Inside Black and Gold. 